Empire. Peak performance can be achieved for everyone. When I started Team Type 1, I was traveling all over the country giving speeches. And it's just, people with diabetes had lacked hope. You know, they really, there wasn't a source of hope or inspiration, something to show them that you know, the hard work it takes to manage diabetes is worth it. That's Phil Sutherland, one of the founders of Super Sapiens, who's helping those with diabetes fight the disease through exercise and information. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Phil Sutherland joined fellow cyclist and endurance athlete Todd Ferno and created Super Sapiens, which is designed to help those with diabetes, like Sutherland himself, understand their bodies as they exercise with the goal of combating the disease through will and modern biometrics. Our guests this week are Phil Sutherland, the CEO and founder, and Todd Ferno, the president and co-founder of Super Sapiens, which is a real-time energy management system for athletes that you can check out on your smart device. Hi, guys. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Hey, doing great, Bram. How are you doing? I'm great. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what you guys do. What does Super Sapiens do for the modern athlete? Well, you know, know, Super Sapiens is providing the world's first energy management system to help athletes sustain peak performance. Now, you know, in the you know, in, in the sport and fitness world, you know, some people have uh, a Ferrari engine and some people like myself or like a you know, 1992 Honda Civic still going, uh, but with limited capacity. But the one consistency amongst those two engines is if you're out of gas, you know, they both go the same speed. So we've got a, a tool, you know, Super Sapiens app powered by the Abbott LibreSense uh, glucose sport biosensor, which is for the first time ever giving athletes continual access to their glucose levels now and the trend for where they're going so that athletes can make small adjustments and really you know, be the best version of themselves uh, while they're competing in sport. But then you know, when they're off the bike or off not competing, you know, to help really with their diet validation to make smart choices, again, in the vein of being the best, best version of yourself as often as possible. No one's perfect, but we want to give people insights to what's really going on inside and empower them to make better decisions uh, towards their goals and dreams in life. You're really short selling yourself. 92 Honda Civic, man. I, I might be a little faster, but yeah. I mean, come on, get yourself in a vehicle in the 2000s at least. Jeez, um, how do you, how does it work? Um, how would an athlete use it? So, yeah. So first, you apply the the biosensor, the LibreSense biosensor, and basically think of it like two quarters stacked on the back of your arm. You can barely tell it's on. It's, it's painless as it goes on your arm. Um, and it stays there all the time. So, and what it does is it reads the glucose in your interstitial fluid. So that glucose is then pushed to our application, the Super Sapiens app. Um, and soon we'll have a Super Sapiens reader as well. So this gives you real-time data. So the Bluetooth pushes every minute the active glucose reading. So that gives you an idea where you're at. We also have a trend arrow, so you can see over time where you're trending. We take all that data and turn it into information in the form of analytics and, and insights inside of our app. So you can create an event for a long ride or run that you did and go back and do the analysis to see, I felt really good, what was going on, or I performed really well, what was my glucose levels? And you start to find what we call glucose performance zones or a glucose threshold of 
where you need to be to sustain the peak performance. And what we see is you know, athletes spend a ton of time and money to increase their peak performance. But the only way to sustain that peak performance is ensure you have proper fuel levels. So understanding where you are from a fuel perspective and training or racing or recovery, you can start to very quickly, because of visibility, have insights into what was driving that performance and how do you sustain that peak performance going forward. And so our app not only shows the real-time data from the Ada Libre Sense Biosensor, but it also does the, the analysis to help you understand, okay, um, I did a marathon and I spent X amount of my time in the performance zone. And, you know, what do I need to do going forward to make adjustments? So it's all about retrospective analysis and then really the real-time visibility so you can make a real-time adjustment. And this is not invasive at all, right? You said that you're going to wear a patch, but nothing is, nothing's invasive here. If you ever put your finger in a doctor's office, yeah, um, it's, the insertion process is like that. A small needle goes in to insert the sensor, the needle comes out, and then a very small filament stays inside to read the, the interstitial glucose reading. Yep. And then it tells you, what, is it, is it alerting you as you are performing in whatever event that you're taking part in, whether it's, you know, whether it's something that's structured or not, it's just your workout, it's telling you as you're going along, hey, it's time to refuel? No, we, we're not providing alerts at this time. Um, but what you'll do is, you know, and, and everybody's different. So let's just say, for example, you feel really good with a glucose of 100 milligrams per deciliter and, you know, or uh, 100 milligrams per deciliter or above. So you'd be able to see your glucose of a 105 with an arrow trending down, meaning pretty soon you're going to be below 100. So now it's time to eat. So that way you eat. And then by the time you get to 98, for example, and then you'll flatten out and come back up. Uh, so it's really you know, find out where you feel best as an individual because everybody is different. Uh, and then you know, make the fueling adjustments you know, to help enable staying at whatever level you've helped find out as the best. You know, there's, not a lot of, there's no scientific data on continuous glucose monitoring and elite sport right now. This is a, it's a big void, right? And everything we do at Super Sapiens, we want to be backed by science. So we have a plan. Uh, we've got studies underway. We have a publication plan in place. Once we've validated that you know, X number is the best for performance, we'll then tell you, you know, how to get there. But right now, you know, we, we just want to provide athletes the chance to test on themselves and make a little bit better decisions, um, you know, each time they go out and compete and just be the best version of themselves. Um, what's your background? Like, how, how did you get to this? Yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to sum up 38 years in a, a brief time, but I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was seven months old. Mm-hmm. Uh, they told my parents I'd be dead or blind by 25. Mm-hmm. Um, once blood glucose testing became available, uh, my parents checked their glucose. They don't have diabetes. And they checked mine a lot. And what they learned at a very young age was if I was active and moving, my glucose was better. Or my glucose was more like theirs. And so maybe uh, that was maybe we could prevent the complications that were you know, in my destiny. And so they pushed me into sport. You know, I learned very on in sport that if I had good glucose, I could perform. I was normal. And if I didn't control my glucose, then I would fail. And, you know, I was, you know, I like to think I'm a winner at heart. And so I worked really hard at mastering glucose control to be a good athlete. Uh, that got me to cycling. I had a top 10 in the nation in U23 or junior levels, another top 10 in the U.S. national championships as a U23 athlete. And I inspired a guy with diabetes to take control. You know, he said, you saved my life seeing you succeed. You know, you're my hero. 
I thought we have to build this platform. So I started a company, Team Type One. Uh, we went to do, you know, we formed an all diabetic team to do the race across America. Mm. I did a continuous glucose monitoring trial with uh, a prior Abbott product. And in 20 days of seeing a CGM, this was back in 2005, I learned more about what everything did to my glucose than in the previous 23 years of obsessing about and doing a really good job of managing my diabetes. So I said to my doctor, you know, we have to do this. I have this. If we're going to race across America, we can't die in the middle of the country. That was not the signal I wanted to send to the world. I wanted to empower the world to take control. And, and so he introduced me to Abbott. You know, they agreed to sponsor us and gave us the product under clinical trial. You know, we came in second place in the race across America, five days, 16 hours, four minutes as an all diabetic team. Uh, they came back on as a sponsor. We recruited a few others in the pharma med tech device space uh, to help you know, build this movement of what's possible for life with people with diabetes. Uh, we came back the next year with a six-month usage of the technology. We won the race, set a record, went into professional cycling, uh, which we, you know, was team type one, now team Nova Nordisk, world's first all-diabetic professional cycling team, mm. racing to educate, empower, and inspire people affected by diabetes. So we built the, the biggest global source of inspiration for people with diabetes, 9 million fans on social media, uh, really solid partnership with Nova Nordisk. And, you know, but my athletes, they wanted uh, glucose in front of them. You know, they've been using the CGM technology in their jersey pockets, but you can miss a lot if you don't see data points. So we were having consequences in performance because they just didn't catch things fast enough. We got, uh, thanks to Chip Hawkins at Wahoo Fitness, we got glucose on a bike computer. I learned more in 15 days uh, of seeing all the data points in front of me than in the pre previous 15 years of having a CGM in my pocket. And, you know, I, I, I thought we have to bring this to the world. This is powerful. Uh, you know, Todd was you know, one of the you know, early adopters from an idea standpoint. And, you know, one of his key advice, pieces of advice as a young successful entrepreneur was you got to find a good partner. Right. And that good partner for us became Abbott. And we went out and got the partnership with Abbott, you know, let them know about Super Sapiens. Uh, and then that has since become the Super Sapiens powered by Abbott Libre Sense. The day that I got the news that Abbott was going to partner with us, Todd quit his job, came to work with, with me, and it's been uh, you know, full speed ahead for the last call it, year and a half, uh, building the team at Super Sapiens, building our technology, uh, and just getting ready you know, to show the world a tool that they don't yet know that they need and help athletes out there be the best version of themselves, you know, whatever their goals might be. Todd's got a very different background, uh, but one, you know, and I think, look, in, in the world of sport, it's all about the team and life. It's all about teams. And, you know, with Todd and then also Fitzalan, we have a really great team here at Super Sapiens. Uh, we complement each other very, very well. And, you know, Todd, why don't you give your background to kind of showcase how nuts and bolts get put together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Brian, what's interesting is, you know, I've been an endurance athlete for 20 years and I've bonked, uh, I'd say more than 50% of the time a race is over four hours. So, you know, when Phil told me about this idea, and I've gone through tons of different doctors and methods trying to figure out what was going on, but without visibility, I had no clue. And, you know, because Phil lives with, with type 1 diabetes, he knew that there's technology of, of continuous glucose monitoring that was basically your fuel level. Because a high-intensity exercise, you're using your primary fuel source is glucose. And so for me as a non-diabetic, I had no idea this technology existed. So when I met Phil and he said, hey, remember, you know, 
I was telling about basically crawling over finish lines. There's races I didn't finish because I, you know, I was run out of glucose effectively and just completely bonk. So, you know, this was to me a no brainer knowing that there's technology that exists out in the market today. And so that's why, that's why I joined Phil immediately. This was, this is a no brainer for, for athletes, you know, across the board, you know, non-diabetic athletes to look at your fuel levels. You know, if you want to sustain peak performance, you don't have the right fuel. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter that I spent nine months training for a half Ironman. You know, I still crawled over the finish line because I ran out of energy. And so that's the point here is understanding kind of your fuel levels going into a race, what's traditionally called carb loading. We call it glucose loading because that's really what you're doing. Yeah. Understanding the right meal before the race, understanding what to eat that gives you sustainable energy during the race. All of these things become vital where you can make real-time adjustments based on the real-time visibility. So, you know, that's where our past intersected is, you know, me crawling over finish lines, meeting Phil, who has this amazing idea and technology behind, you know, partnering with Abbott to figure out, hey, we can bring this to the masses, to athletes across the world that are trying to get a new PR or trying to finish their first half marathon. You know, it doesn't matter. No matter what you're doing in athletics, you, you, you require glucose. Um, and in some cases, you require a lot of glucose. So understanding how it impacts your training. Um, you know, me personally, I can go from one morning waking up, you know, at 65 milligrams to waking up at 105 milligrams. And, you know, your body is constantly trying to regulate it, but there's 40 plus factors that impact those levels. So you can't predict it. You can't train for it. You can't understand it. The only way to really monitor and, and take control is visibility. And that's, that's what we're doing here. You know, Abbott LibreSense provides the visibility. We take that visibility in our app and provide the analytics to help that athlete, you know, accomplish their goals. So it's, it's really intriguing. Phil, for you, was this initially a passion project to show other people who are living with diabetes how to function in life or get the most out of life or be a athletic amid the disease or um, was this a business idea that goes out to the masses kind of where did that turn for you well i mean so team, both team type one you know and now team nova nordis that was a passion project it was you know, you know when i when i started team type one i was traveling all over the country giving speeches and it's just people with diabetes have lacked hope you know they really there wasn't a source of hope or inspiration something to show them that you know, the hard work it takes to manage diabetes is worth it because here's what you can achieve. And so, I mean, it really, it was just like I got to you know, live a dream of helping people and build a business and you know, build a team. You know, it was one thing to do it myself traveling around, but with t the athletes of Team Nova Nordisk, you know, we've scaled that on a global basis and provide heroes for people with diabetes no matter where they are. Uh, team Type 1 Foundation, you know, we give 100-plus college scholarships to NCAA athletes with Type 1. Again, just trying to create heroes and leaders in the field. You know, Super Sapiens, you know, when I had the CGM data way back in 2006-7, I actually filed a conceptual patent uh, on this in 2009, trying to get glucose to the bike computer. And, you know, but it wasn't, it was really, you know, Todd, Todd was one of the, I mean, Fitzalan, you know, Todd, saw the value that this technology could have on the world and they saw the business opportunity in it. So, you know, I've been, you know, I've raised $140 million in you know, my business selling hope and inspiration. And, you know, now, you know, I've got a product that can fundamentally help people be the best version of themselves, you know, in sport 
and it's just been really exciting to build a new team. Uh, you know, I've still got my team at Team Nova Nordisk. Eight years we've been running. We've got signed for another three with Novo. So that's going, and it's a big machine that rolls and changes diabetes all over the world. But Super Sapiens, we can now get that knowledge and expertise from helping people with diabetes and deliver it via technology to the general public. And you know, I believe we can have a big impact on the world over the long term, and that's very much the goal that all of us have at Super Sapiens. It's to change the world. Because when you're six years old, eight years old, you want to be one of four things. You know, a doctor, a fireman, a policeman, or a sport, an athlete. <laughs> Michael Jordan. And, <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah. we want to bring people back to those days with their kids. Give yeah. them, you know, motivate them to exercise, you know, showcase the, the value exercise has on their, you know, health and well-being, and, you know, get the world active. And so, you know, it's, we got a mission. The, the mission hasn't changed. It's still yeah. changed the world. Now we just have 7 billion prospects versus 440 million and I'm really excited about that opportunity. Um, all right, so let's talk about those other prospects, Todd. I think that's where you come in here. You, you don't have diabetes, but you're a high-level athlete, and you perform in endurance performances and all that type of stuff. Um, what have you learned about this um, that has helped you perform better, and what is the message for telling other athletes out there why this is important for them to understand? Yeah, no, great question. So we like to break it up into kind of, you know, on hours and off hours. So your on hours is training, racing, and recovery. And then off hours is diet validation. So this is understanding what you eat and how it impacts your body as an athlete. Um, Cause that's critical to stable and sustainable energy. So I can see, for example, if I eat cereal has a huge impact on my glucose spiking up and then coming back down and potentially over-regulating. So I've corrected my diet in ways that just honestly provide better sustainable energy. That's a huge kind of what we call off-hours benefit um, to an athlete. But the on-hours benefit, when you think, think about training and racing, from a racing perspective, and unfortunately, all my races this year have been canceled, but um, we really break them down into carb loading or what we call glucose loading. So as you think about glucose loading, this is really ensuring you have the proper glycogen stores. And while we can't measure glycogen, we use glucose levels as a proxy to understand how well glucose loaded you are. So... Um, when I do tests on myself and then some other athletes, we had an athlete that did seven marathons in seven days. We took his best marathon and his worst marathon of the seven days. And his, his glucose going into his best marathon, trailing the, the previous 18 hours before the race, was 108 milligrams per deciliter. So very high compared to his normal average of 90. But going into his worst marathon, he was at 86. So it just shows you kind of this trailing average glucose and the effect of leading into um, glucose loading prior to a race. Um, and then in race for me, I know if I'm doing a, I'd say shorter than a 50 mile race, I know that I need to be at about 110 to 130 milligrams. So as I'm running, I can do a quick snap to see where I'm at um, with the real time visibility and then make adjustments to fueling on the fly. Um, you know, I've made adjustments to what I eat before big race. So before I eat something that's kind of very high carb, high sugar, I, I would spike up and spike way back down, you know, body's way of over-regulating. So I change what I eat from a breakfast perspective. So all these things, once you have visibility, you see what it's doing to your glucose levels. And then you see the impact to your performance. So it starts to impact your glucose loading, what your pre-race meal, and then in race, those real-time adjustments, making sure you stay in the right glucose zone. So these become vital. And then from a training perspective, what do I eat before, you know, if I wake up and I'm 102 because I've been eating bad or, you know, some other reason, 
I know I don't need to eat before an hour or two hour run. Um, I might some, bring something with me, but if I wake up in the sixties, I'm going to eat prior to that, um, that training, that training run. So it just, if you start to understand where you need to be in order to perform, um, where you need, where you need to perform for that particular train or race. So it's, um, I could go on and on on like how I see the data. And when I don't have a, if I'm transitioning from monitor to, or, or sensor to sensor, it's a very anxious feeling because you feel like you're, you know, what you used to have visibility to, you're now blinded to, even though I went my whole life without it. And then now that I have the visibility, I feel like I can't live without it as an athlete. It's, it's a really intriguing once you see it. And keep in mind, like I said earlier, like I've had so many issues from a, a, a loss of energy perspective that have impacted my races. I've literally gone to doctors um, that have said, look, you may just want to stop doing Ironman races. Like you're just not built for it because there's no visibility. And so you end up like when we talk to Ironman as a, as a company, they say the fourth sport is nutrition. And it's very hard for people to train or for people to understand or, or really make impact to. But now with visibility, you can. And so now we both feel super sapiens and Ironman feel like this will help people stay in the sport or get people into sport longer. Um, and this goes across soccer or goes across, you know, obviously running, cycling, triathlon. Just, it's very exciting to think about the core thing that you need during exercise to keep that peak performance going is, is glucose. It's, it's your fuel. And, and now that you have visibility, it just it changes so much about how you how you look at everything you're doing. I mean, I imagine you want this to, to fit for everybody, not just high level athletes, but just athletes in general. Um, for people, you know, for people like yourselves that are highly attuned and educated to what all of this stuff means, um, how do you supply this data to the run of the mill average athlete who's not in Ironman so that they understand what they're looking at if they were to use this product? Yeah, I mean, great, great question. And that's ultimately that's you know, one of the big you know, challenges, opportunities, responsibilities we have as a company is to help people make sense of this data. To continue making better decisions <clears throat> in their daily life. Yeah, but I'll, I'll put it, you know, on the on the personal front. You know, I, I'm married. Uh, we've got three kids, six, four, and you know, the youngest is about to be two. Uh, so needless to say, it's a madhouse at all times. Todd's got four about the same age, so he's got the same type of madhouse. But my wife started wearing a sensor, and you know, when her glucose is above 70, she can keep everything in control in the house. But if it gets below 70, then the wheels fall off, right? And we all know what, you know, that situation looks like. And that's ultimately it's me being in a lot of trouble for just about anything I do. Yeah. And so in putting the sensor on her, she started getting used to find out when, when that happened. And she adjusted her fueling habits just to be a, a better mom at home, a better, a better wife. And so that's the application back to just the everyday person. And now she's, you know, on Peloton, she runs and those things, and she fuels better for it. But for that, you know, Ironman athlete, you know, where they're investing $25,000 a year in that one day, and the time they get in that day, they're either going to be happy until their next race, or they're going to be upset and feel like a failure until their next race. Uh, and, you know, if you're doing an event like that, you're, you're a champion, you're a hero, period. But to help people have to, when they make that commitment, such a tremendous goal uh, that has such a massive impact in their life, just giving them one extra tool to ensure it goes according to plan. And then they don't crawl across the finish line as Todd has done <clears throat> multiple times. 
but they run across the finish line with hands in the air. It's not going to be easy, right? You're, you're going to be in a lot of pain. We're not taking pain away from your sports performance. I promise you that. You're still going to suffer. But to know that we're going to help you achieve the goal you set out by just making better decisions, having information to make those micro adjustments if something doesn't go the way it went in training. Uh, again, as Todd said, just having access to the information and then being able to learn what adjustments you can make. You know, what what fuels work for your body in running, what fuels work for your body in swimming, how you need to fuel leading up to it. Um, we're just going to help all those young kids out, or those, those athletes out there become their own scientists. Um, you know, the best teams in the world, which we're partnering with, they have some of the top sports scientists and nutritionists, and they still want this because they know they can be better. And so this really, we're for that average person who is going out there, taking time out of their day to exercise, uh, making sacrifices, make health a priority, and you know doesn't have time to do the research and have consult a physician and consult a coach, but they just and then they make mistakes and they fail. We want to eliminate failure for athletes, um, and it's one of our kind of driving visions at the company. Um, I just want to get one final thought because Todd had mentioned, obviously, things have been canceled this year. Um, you obviously, Phil, have made a life's mission of educating people with diabetes that movement matters, exercise really matters, and people are trapped in a lot of ways right now. Um, what is your message to those who are suffering with this and to really just the general public as well, how to navigate COVID-19 in a strange world where opportunity for the things you're talking about are not as prevalent as they normally would be? Well, exercise. Right. It's, it's, been a, it's been a strange year, but, you know, health is one thing that is each individual, you know, a, each individual has an opportunity to control that. And, you know, you look at the pillars of health, it's sleep, there's mental health, uh, nutrition and activity. And if you if you exercise, you're going to sleep better. If you exercise, you're probably going to eat better. And I know for a fact that when I exercise, uh, I mean, that's been the key for me over COVID, right? i I, I've been on the bike five or six days a week, and that's been so powerful for my mental health through this period. So I would just encourage everyone out there to find something that you can be passionate about outdoors as an individual. You know, I miss riding with big groups of people. I miss going to races. Uh, I miss seeing my team. But if I get my bike rides in every day, then I know I'm not just you know a better person uh, in, inside, but I'm a better person for my family uh, and the friends that I now see on Zoom. So I just encourage everyone to go out there and get active and uh, set a goal and see what you can do to achieve it and the tools you need to do so. Thank you both for doing this. Personally, I'll I'll let you know, my father struggled with diabetes. He passed away six years ago at the age of 90, but he he did struggle with diabetes for a majority of his adult life. So thank you so much for doing what you're doing. And you can check out Super Sapiens with Phil Sutherland and Todd Furno. Check them out at supersapiens.com. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks so much, Bram. Really appreciate it. On the next Future Sport Podcast, NASCAR driver and NBC Sports personality, Parker Kligerman takes us on a new kind of ride. But, you know, it was sort of understood, but people didn't pay attention to it as much. And then when the shutdown happened and suddenly all the real-life drivers, including myself, are, are racing on national television on iRacing, right? And we're showing how realistic it is. We're talking about how realistic it is. I think that really opened up people's eyes to, you know, what motorsports uh, and, you know, the connection it has. That'll do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.
The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com.